Welcome to the My Wellbeing Show. With the Queens of Banks, Nikki and Sharon. I've no idea what it's about, but it's good stuff. New episode out every week. Check them out. Today we're talking to Christina Rianoff. Uh, you may have seen Christina on Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, Christina is also the owner of So Yoga in Northampton. Uh, we met Christina through a mutual friend and I actually went on her anti-gravity yoga workshop, which was just so much fun and incredible. I think that it's just as well that you got sent on that one, to be honest, because I don't think that there's a bra in the world that would make that safe for me. <laughs> <laughs> But we had a really lovely chat with Christina. We did. And, you know, we both know the uh, importance of, of moving your body. And so we hope you enjoy today's interview. How wonderful. So we're live. And hello, Christina. How are you today? Hello, ladies. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. You know, we've been having a look at all the things that you've been doing, all the things you're doing now. And, and I was just wondering, you know, you started dancing at age seven. So you've been dancing for, you know, for a few years, to say the least. So what's it like being on Strictly and Dancing with the Stars? And what was the impact of that on your life? Um, well, it's sort of impacted everything, really, the professional life, the private life. Um, obviously, when I was a little girl dancing in Russia, I never thought of, I'm going to be on TV or do anything of that nature. Shows like Strictly or Dancing with the Stars didn't exist back then. So it was all about competitions, about doing your best, you know, competing and sort of making your country proud. <laughs> so that was the goal to be the best that can be really. And because Soviet Russia was obviously closed, you know, um, I didn't really think of traveling, you know, or being anywhere else really in the world. But then, you know, when the Soviet Union fell apart and the sort of world changed around, I did had a lot of kind of invitations, you know, to go to different studios, different countries to teach, to uh, perform and up in Seattle, Washington and America. And so, um, yeah, just started my professional career there and also competed many, many years um, uh, in the United States. And by then, the Strictly also launched here. We didn't know anything about it. And then uh, they brought it to the States as Dancing with the Stars format, to which I said no at the beginning. You know, I was um, actually asked by my, one of my teachers to join the first season on the show. And I was just walking down the Sunset Boulevard around after the nationals in um, Los Angeles with my partner and we just came second in professional final and I was like I don't want to be on the show I don't want to be on TV I want to win you know championship I want to be the champion I was so oblivious to that whole kind of world on TV being famous and it was nothing you know like in my head it was none of that it was all about sort of you know just loving my craft and doing the best I can I can be and so the show aired first time and it wasn't very <laughs> maybe good let's say the least you know the first one around but oh I've made the right decision and then the second season came and it kind of put a lot of effort, a lot of money, better celebrities, better dancers, and it's just exploded and became the show uh, on ABC in the States. And then I thought to myself, what have I done? <laughs> you know, kind of missed the boat. <laughs> and, um, but then funny enough, my professional career kind of came to an end because my partner decided to stop 
competing. I was 29 and I thought, well, what now? You know, I'm probably going to open a studio and just do like judging and, and teaching and then the same teacher of mine called me again and said look i know you're now not competing but i'm actually casting dancers for the dancing with the stars tour and i need extra dancers why don't you try and see if you will like it and we'll get on a show as well so that's how i got on dancing with the stars so i did the tour uh winter to 2007 2008 and by the end of the tour they introduced me to strictly producers because the show in america weren't casting anyone new but um apparently strictly was looking for new dancers so i flew in and did my test on screen and literally didn't think much of that because I never thought I'm going to get the job. I thought, well, why me? I'm sure there's thousands of people who's trying for the show. And at that time, I already moved my mom from Russia to the States as well to live with me. And then four months later, I got the job. And so um, came to the uh, the first um, show here with John Sargent, as everybody remember, that big yes. kind of crazy fiasco, you know, of him leaving the show and all these kind of things. And so again, I didn't think I would obviously stay because it was a one contract for one um, year. But here I am later, <laughs> 14 years later, um, ended up in the wonderful Northampton. So working on Strictly um, is, is one of those things you, you just cannot wish for a better job, really, because um, as a dancer who kind of came just from competitive world, you still have the thing, you know, that, that kind of fire to compete, to do your best on the floor. And strictly kind of ticked all the boxes because um, it made me better dancer, better performer, choreographer, teacher, because I had to do all of that in quite intense way. Obviously, that's what dancers do on the show. We we in charge of our choreography with the celebrity and teach them and develop the dancing and all that. So it was an incredible eight years, very intense, very full on physically, emotionally, um, uh, on the body, on your mind, but you know, it's, it's, it's a job, it's a job which everybody wants. And I'm very lucky to be part of that sort of uh, Strictly family and Strictly crew. But after eight years, you know, time kind of was um, ticking for me, I think, to think of something different. I was just getting tired of the intensity of not having any private life because you just kind of in that kind of crazy roller coaster of Strictly. It's all year round and you just don't go anywhere. You don't do anything besides Strictly come dancing. And so, I kind of felt I want to go to different direction, produce my own shows, do like a live tour. And so I kind of already had that in my mind, go with Robin Windsor, my dance partner from Strictly on the road and do tours. But then, you know, the universe decided for me uh, that actually it is the end of Strictly journey, but in a very different way, I found that I was pregnant. And so I loved the show and had a family. So that's kind of, a short story. I think that's amazing. I mean, if I can just if I just ask you one more thing about Strictly, and I'd love to move on about all the wonderful things you're doing now. So during your time on Strictly, how did you keep yourself and your partners motivated? Because as you say, you've you know, it's you, you're in a competitive situation, you're with celebrities who probably haven't danced before, haven't done that sort of thing. So how do you keep it all, all together, keep them motivated and yourself? Yeah. You kind of always laugh with the uh, other dancers that we kind of become partial sort of therapists as much as professional dancers for our partners because, you know, I think, you know, you build a good trust with your uh, partner because they know that you are guiding them through this process, you know, that they know nothing about nothing. It's natural to kind of trust the person who's teaching you if like I would be with my dance teachers in the past and so on. So you kind of have that, you know, feeling that you're a team and you need to trust one another. 
so that and you're very honest with them and also i really truly care so i wanted for them to really um give give the best and kind of reach the limit you know like go full on and full out and find ways to motivate them i think trust is a big thing there as well and you make them believe that they can do it I think a lot of it came from my own background, sort of been taught by a really great teachers back in Russia and the, in the States as well. So I knew what it means to have a teacher who is very encouraging, um, you know, truthful, but encouraging and positive. Um, by then, I was already also practicing yoga since I moved to the States um, in 2001. I uh, was introduced to Bikram yoga, hot yoga at that time. Uh, I was called Bikram and I think a lot of things which kind of I practice myself that mindfulness that sort of being kind to yourself loving yourself concepts through yoga you know I kind of try to pass it on as well because we obviously all have doubts we all have worries people out of the comfort zone you know they're coming into this world of strictly which looks very glamorous and exciting but actually it's petrifying for everyone and especially those I discovered that people actually who never had any stage experience, they took it a bit easier because I think they didn't have that sort of, oh, I must be great at it, you know? Um, and so, but people who had some stage training, um, like maybe presenters and dan uh, not dancers, but maybe actors, they had an extra pressure, you know, on them to like, Jason Donovan is a perfect example because he was performing on West End and be, being obviously a very famous uh, singer. Somehow he felt, and rightfully so, that people expect him to be just incredible. But he, not that he wasn't, he, just he was never really taught dancing, you know? And so, yes, he can stand and present himself and act it out, but it was an added pressure that really, really tried to make him feel comfortable and sort of tell, tell, say to him that, it's okay not to be perfect. You know, you will get that, but, you know, it takes time. So it's, yeah, it's it's a very full-on process, like I said, emotionally and physically, you know. Yeah, and I think, you know, watching some of the the, 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 the people, even if they do already have acting experience, they don't have dance experience, or all the people that are completely new to all of it, you know, watching the transformation that they go through, and quite often it is, you almost see their mindset change, don't you? You almost see them kind of, get into that zone so um to move on to the the, the dancing and the, and the dance teaching that you've been doing because you you know you, you've been teaching dance for uh, you know a long time <laughs> um, but you also i noticed that you know you teach bespoke ballroom and you teach the the kind of younger generation we've seen some of the little ones that, you, that you've been teaching yeah. so yeah. you know how, how do you kind of inspire those that, that younger generation and those those little ones how do you keep their energy going I think I think it's important to pass on to your knowledge and your passion to the young generation, you know. And um, obviously, I, and I always did, uh, this is how I started teaching. I started helping my dance um, teacher with the little ones, you know, uh, when I was sixteen, nearly sixteen, and I just loved it. You know, loved working with children. You know, it felt very connected and. Um, sort of that where the passion was born. I think you know for me to be a teacher, and so like I said, I, I had a really good upbringing with my teachers, the husband and wife who like kind of nurtured us and just supported us um, through our competitive and performing kind of years. And so it was really, really kind of important for me to, to be that that person for my, you know, uh, club 
club. And so when I opened that bespoke ballroom, I just wanted to do ballroom and Latin dancing. I, um, you know, had kind of kids, you know, local kids coming to my studios. And that's where I began. But then I understand as well that ballroom dancing, perhaps not for everybody. And I didn't want to be very sort of um, exclusive. It's only ballroom Latin because, um, you know, there was kids who loved um, theater art and singing and uh, freestyle and acro and other things. So I found really great teachers. I have wonderful teachers here who um, do other styles um, uh, to me and other things like singing, dancing, because I wanted to have it all kind of inclusive for every child. If they come to me to my ballroom dancing class and they don't really maybe like it or feel it's not for them, we can ask the parents to take them to different class. And so that's what happened to Mila because uh, Mila doesn't want to do any ballroom dancing with me. My daughter, she loves act, uh, you know, the drama classes, little drama, mini drama we're doing. And she absolutely loves mini acro with my acro teacher. And she's terrible in my classes because being a mom and teach, and teach your own child, it just does not work. Um, but she loves other, you know, other teachers and she just can't wait for those like classes, you know, and so on. So, yeah, it's it's sort of, um, it's kind of was all really born around passing my knowledge to others and having, you know, Mila in, in my classes too. Um, so, but now it's a bit growing to a bigger school, which is really lovely. And yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll become a proper academy in the future. Yeah, I'll never forget, my, both my daughters uh, got a place in a ballet school as a result of me being there, and they both got chucked out of their classes for fighting with the other girls. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and I've heard before, you know, for all uh, my friends and ballroom uh, dance community saying, it's impossible to teach your child, don't even try. And, you know, it's true, you know, it, it just does not work somehow. They have a very different attitude toward you. I have 16 tots in the class, all listening and trying the best. And the Mila in the middle of the floor sitting down and I don't want to do it. And that's, and, that's, and that's how it is. You know, your child just doesn't listen to you, but she's brilliant with other teachers. And everybody's like, oh, she's so lovely in classes. Yeah, not with me, but it's good to, to you know, to hear that she's good with others. Yeah, always best. So um, you talked about yoga and the impact that yoga mindfulness had when, when you were in the States and when you were doing boring, but obviously now you have so yoga as well, which seems like, you know, such a massive passion. So, um, you know, we, we've had a, a question about yoga and, and kind of the difference between yoga and Pilates, for example, and yeah. kind of how that, um, you know, how you start, how you start yoga. So. We've got uh, Liz who's watching us who sort of said, yeah. like, how do you start and what is the difference? Yeah. Hi, Liz. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very interesting because people often ask me, like, what is the difference between yoga and Pilates and so on? So yoga is really a, a philosophy of living, like a Buddhism, for example, right? Like uh, many other uh, philosophies, you know, and yoga, yoga is what we know in Western world as a set of exercises, if you wish, opposes is just only one little limb of that big philosophy so there is really when you go to teacher training you understand and study kind of eight limbs of yoga it's like a big tree with eight limbs and there it all starts with really a moral conduct to yourself to moral conduct to outside world so you learn through yoga through that philosophy love yourself understand yourself because if you don't love yourself how can you make others you know, love you. And also how can you find that love toward others as well? So it all starts within with your understanding of you 
and that kind of moral conduct to yourself. And then it develops to the next level of you know consciousness and, and understanding the world and see, see yourself and other people and passing on that love, kindness and care. Then it goes was into things like breathing because breathing and um you know the correct breathing you know what really keeps us in life is extremely important to our being and with correct breath work you can get into a very different state of mind right away it helps obviously with stress anxiety um any of this um uh, depression you know things like that which is thankfully now recognized even by nhs and you know, in the chess website, we said, try mindfulness meditation for the stress relief yoga classes. And only four themes of yoga, it's actually where we actually learn asanas as a postures of yoga. So if you think about it, like yoga versus Pilates, yoga is a philosophy of living and a holistic philosophy of living, you know, and so part of that exercises, or let's say those asanas and postures, and really they were developed as um, a healing process for the body. So certain asanas where they, uh, work on different parts of the body and different organs of the body and muscles and joints to apply pressure to maybe stop blood circulation for a moment and when you come out of the pose the blood flow goes uh, stronger into that area with a better blood flow and a better oxygen intake and so it kind of heals that that joint and the muscle within so that's kind of a very quick sort of thought of, about what kind of yoga really is so it's just literally a form of um healing the body you know um through various postures and you know and and poses and then obviously it goes into mindfulness meditation and um kind of deeper um realization of cosmos and you within that cosmos so yoga i would say is a, it's besides it is being a, a physical activity it's very much connected to your spirituality that's the main difference between Pilates and yoga because Pilates was developed by Joseph Pilates, uh, rehabbing and doing particular part of exercises to rehab, uh, rehab soldiers after the war. So it was very specific, very, it, was con it was called originally Contrology uh, and, and just many years later it became Pilates as for his name. So Contrology was a very specific control exercises to specific muscle groups you can isolate you can work on it's incredible um set of exercises for any really rehabilitation whether you have a knee uh, operation hip operation any of that um so very much about core also about breath work with that movement because to be fair any physical exercise you do should be connected to correct breath whether it's pilates or yoga or dancing we as dancers especially on our competitive level as athletes we learn co uh, correct breath work as well so obviously singers you know when they sing breath is everything when you're running breath is everything so it doesn't just belong to yoga or pilates so it's always going to be movement with correct breath because that's when the body gets the best benefit of that but i would say they're very similar and they have similarities yoga and pilates they work on specific um, muscle groups and so on. But I would say yoga is also your mind and body workouts, where Pilates, more about your body workout, you know, about specific muscle groups. There is not really much, it's nothing to do with spirituality or your beliefs and any sort of, um, let's say, um, cosmos and, and, and chakras <laughs> and energy and so on. Energy. Yeah. Um, so Liz, Liz is waving back to you and she said that it's really interesting. She really liked yeah. the, uh, the explanation. Uh, I hope that explains that a little bit. So I'm going to have to... 
I, I'm going to have to ask. So, um, so yoga, you also do anti-gravity yoga. So yep. what is that? <laughs> Nikki will tell you exactly what that is because she's timing to my anti-gravity workshop, which I'm really excited about. I didn't think you're going to make the trip, Nikki, but I'm really, really excited. So anti-gravity, I mean, it's downstairs. I wish I could walk with the, with the video into anti-gravity room, but um, uh it's also, it's quite interesting because it's basically a sling and a several um, handles for your arms to get yourself into various poses. You are levitating on that sling. You go upside down and you basically, the main really purpose of that uh, style of yoga is to release traction of the spinal cord, you know, the compression of those spinal uh, um, vertebrae, which obviously we all experience by sitting a lot by driving a lot and so on so lack lack of mobility so when you're upside down literally also your tailbone and your head in the opposite directions like so you get the traction you get the stretch you get more blood flow in there you get more oxygen so it's very healing for your body it's recommended for a lot of people with like lower back pain with some sciatica issues with just feeling a lot of compression and that sort of um um extra pressure on the lower back so but besides that you go also into a other poses is fun it's just fun thing to do because it's called our anti gravity because when you're on a sling you bought the gravity takes its toll and kind of relaxes the muscles around that sling so you quite it's much easier to get in certain poses which you will never do on the mat because on the mat you will have to work a lot all muscle groups let's say to get into some sort of uh, back bend or so on uh, whereas in anti-gravity it's really relaxing you just literally breathe out relax the body let it Sort of the gravity takes its toll, relax the muscles. So people find it very liberating, very encouraging that they can go further, they can do more. And honestly, everybody from 16 to 61, you know, lady called Sheila Smith, who is mm-hmm. one, of my, one of my members and who kind of got us introduced to each other. She's a perfect example, a lady in her 60s who never thought that she can do it. She's tried the first time uh, a private lesson, in fact, with another member and some things were challenging, um, but some things she could do right away. And she said, I'm going to sign up for the course because I just want to do it for myself, you know. And she did say it's very liberating. It's very sort of, um, it makes her feel that she is just can do it all. And it doesn't matter about the age. And it really doesn't, you know. You can have the limitations in your body when you're very young, when you're 20. Um, so age is not really uh, a consideration here. It really is about your ability. So it's very exciting. It's a little maybe scary at the beginning because people are like, oh my gosh, I can't be off the floor. But then once they try it, and even like a simple sort of like a things like going upside down, you know, when you're a kid, you're just excited about life and you do everything and anything. You go and you tumble and you go upside down and you're like, yay, it's fun. You know, we're not scared. Somehow, when we get older and going into our adulthood, we're all about, oh, I can't do it anymore. I mean, you still have the same body when you were a teenager, pretty much, you know, 16, 17. But, you know, all of a sudden you have all these blocks in your mind. I can't do it. And that's kind of, I think, what in that class is a lot of people feel that, oh, wow, I actually can do it. And that's really exciting, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And you just kind of don't take yourself too seriously. Just come do it. Have a go and, you know, have a good time. Yeah, I'm sure you have to take a photo of me upside down. Yeah, to we've got to share it in the group, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to see this. I think it's yeah. absolutely amazing. So we all have 
life challenges. We all have times that's really stressful, but you know, we're all about bouncing back from things. So how do you bounce back? If something doesn't work or something's not going so well, you know, do you have like a, a process or something you do to actually get yourself back from that? Yeah, bouncing back, I think something is we really should all learn, you know, because it's such a um, uh, life is challenging, isn't it now for everybody? We, we're going through um, kind of world crisis and pandemics and so on. And there is a lot of things which are now very challenging for people. And not just that, it's always that there's always something, you know, we have to deal with as adults, you know, and for me, I guess my process was always, I mean, I'm by nature um, a positive person, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not dwelling on things, although I can, like everyone, allow myself to get a little bit into the sad side of things, you know, uh, but I think by nature it was my upbringing, my mom, my grandmother, you know, I was raised by very strong females, you know, and um, my dad wasn't around much. And so um, I learned from them to just, you know, find a solution. Like my mom was always saying, I understand the problem, but what is the solution? Okay. So she never would, would, it's not in our nature. And I think it's also maybe a little bit like a Russian sort of um, thing as, as well. We, you know, we always think, okay, but what can we do to make it better? How can we get out of the situation? How can we just sort of progress and get it better? So, you know, none of, none of us sort of um, in our family just sit and, and sort of, you know, allow ourselves for days and months and years, you know, just feeling sad for ourselves. You know, you have to, my mom, she got, had to get going and raise me on her own and so on. And I had to, on my own, do my process as well, coming out of Russia, moving to the States, moving here all alone. And so, you know, you kind of, yeah, you can have a sad day, but in the end of the day, you're like, okay, but what is next? What can I do to make the situation better? And I think this is kind of my mind, triggered that way you know I I you know it's okay to be sad I can have a little cry if I want to there's absolutely nothing nothing wrong with that and there is no shame to say that you're feeling sad and you need your own time because I think through yoga I understand actually acknowledging your own feelings you know and letting others know I need some space I need the moment you know I need the day it's completely normal because there is much worse thing to keep it all inside and then it comes out and the bigger issues and bigger problems you know like depression and so on so I think my process always kind of understand where I'm at you know weighing in and outs of the situation pros and cons and so on do you know what I believe also that um there are no bad experiences there is always lessons you have to let it, it's a lesson isn't it you know even yes. if it wasn't maybe you wanted to have in life it's and I had a lot of those um like I'm sure a lot of people, you just have to learn a lesson and move forward. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so you've got this amazing enterprise going, going on, the yoga and the dancing and everything up there in Northampton. So what's your aspirations for the future? Well, for us, it was really when we opened so yoga center um with ben two years ago nine months before the pandemic obviously if i had a crystal ball probably maybe we have done, done things differently but none of us had that luxury right we all were kind of thrown into that situation we're dealing with now i mean we always wanted to create that quite you know special place and um and franchise it and, and you know put them around the country those kind of so yoga studios and so on and um, because we thought about concept for quite a long time I traveled during my competitive career as like I said I was already so much into yoga I've been practicing yoga since 2001 so it's it's 20 years now and five years of teaching 
um, for me, it was like such a big part of my competitive um, sort of uh, career and preparation for competitions. So wherever we went, whether it's Tokyo or Cape Town or Buenos Aires or anywhere, you know, we always would find with my partner that uh, a yoga studio, we would go and we'd go into a, um, a yoga class. So it was almost like a ritual, you know, for us. And, and I've seen them all and I've seen them differently uh, um, fit out in different classes. And I sort of put all that knowledge together when we wanted to open so yoga and, and create a space literally for every age, ability and disability. And that's kind of what we offer here. So we have baby yoga from, for obviously little babies Aww. with moms, you know, after birth, like six to uh, eight weeks after birth, they come to us, uh, have amazing therapist who's doing that for us. And we have yoga for elderly. We have chair yoga, qualified in chair yoga for someone with mobility issues who can't get on the floor, perhaps get on the mat, you know, and now I'm going to be offering from September uh, chair yoga for cancer patients for the, found, uh, for the local charity, cancer charity, Lewis Foundation. There is yoga for everyone. And that's, that's I think, my main thing, really. I, I, I want to be that ambassador for 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 yoga and and uh explain people that um it's it's very wrong to think that it's only for young and flexible because if that was only for young and flexible yoga wouldn't exist for five thousand years exactly. so <laughs> you know there is a fitness crisis which come and go but yoga is there because yoga is like i said it's much more than just physical exercises like here we're offering mindfulness and meditation that's yoga that's yoga for your mind it's mm -hmm. yoga for your lungs for your breath we offer here like anti-gravity something very maybe more advanced power yoga but then we have break and restore classes and we have flex and stretch which is very restorative we have pregnancy postnatal yoga and everything in between because like i said yoga is for everybody if you have a body you have a yoga class for you <laughs> oh absolutely amazing yeah so whenever uh if I say to my daughter, you know, oh, I'm too old for this, she says, are you still breathing? And I say, yes. She says, then you're not too old. And it's the same with yoga, isn't it? If you still have yeah. a body, you can still do yoga. And I think, you know, I love the fact that although, you know, yes, I am doing a road trip to Northampton, you also do online, online classes as well, don't you? So people can tune in from wherever they are. We do, yeah. We still kind of left our live stream classes because within this sort of system we use, which is uh, more mind body um sort of a portal for our bookings of the classes we have that live stream so a lot of classes we do we still have a live stream or like online if you wish because some members you know it's summer now people finally can travel and go to different places but they still want to do the let's say maybe a bar class with me online or yoga or something else or pilates class so we still you know streaming classes so they still can log in and um, obviously do class with us so that that's sort of like an add-on we offer and yes if you're not local you can just you know um do online classes with us and uh, we also have a library um with like over 100 um videos which we kind of gained throughout three lockdowns you know <laughs> so they kind of been piling in that sort of uh, library with all sorts from boxing classes and spin classes and and uh, obviously pilates yoga meditation all sorts so it's all still there so yeah it's, it's nice to offer that and um kind of you know offer that to clients and members brilliant so people can connect with you through your so so yoga page on um, on Facebook, SWO for anyone that, that doesn't know. And also there's the Bespoke Ballroom 
page and you've got so yoga and bespokeballroom.com websites um where where do you hang out the most where can people kind of follow you and find out more about what you do yeah well as you know yourself as a business owner you kind of do everything yourself really so um (laughs) i literally you you if you text me you know through facebook i'll answer you there if it's instagram i'll answer you there you can email us through the website um so yoga.com there is um, a link to requests and, and questions um i see them all they still come to me as well as to the reception so um and yes i'll, I'll, I'll pick up all the social media i'm a little bit i'm not a control freak you know? <laughs> kind of nearly there you know i think uh just because it, it's hard you know like um it's hard to uh, because it's 24 7 really i do answer sometimes people really late, late in the evenings usually moms uh because i know that's when the moms actually can on facebook and kind of oh yeah have a second let me text about something some class so sometimes i'm texting like at 11 o'clock at night and ben is like what are you doing who are you talking with at that hour and i'm talking to some mom who wants to book her daughter in my baby ballet class because i know that's the time i would text somebody as well <laughs> yeah facebook and my daughter to some kind of class because we all sort of as moms like okay now i can think of something else when i'm in bed finally and and, and kids are sleeping so yeah just find us so yoga uk it's a Facebook and Instagram account and then obviously website and I'll, I'll definitely answer you. Brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic, Christina. And I know, you know, we've got people watching watching live and, and um, obviously loads of people we know are Strictly fans are going to watch the replay too. But um, yep. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was lovely kind of talking to you and really excited to, um, you know, work together a little bit more in the future and... Yeah. Um, I'm excited and a little bit scared about Saturday, but I'm sure, sure it'll be amazing. It'll be fine. We're going to put those pictures. Everybody will see what you achieved here. And thank you for having me. It's nice to you. obviously talk to your um, uh, people as well on, on your Facebook page. And um, yeah, don't be shy to connect with me, guys. You know, the world is very small now. Um, kind of digital world brought us closer together, if you wish. So oh, reach out if you need. Lovely. Brilliant. Thanks, Christina. And uh, yeah, thanks to our community for listening in. Take care, everybody. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the My Wellbeing Show, which has been brought to you by Discover Your Bounce. We are Nikki Marshall and Sharon Critchlow, and you can find out more about us at discoveryourbounce.com. 